So now we will have uh, Andreas Hedzipetru, the Managing Director of Colombia Ship Management, uh, one of our partners in the organization of this event. And Andreas will take us through the future of ship management, uh, trends in technical fleet management. Gentlemen, thank you for a great panel. And with some of the panelists, we'll see each other in Singapore next week, so. I see you are very efficient, Nicholas. He just asked me, make sure you keep the time, which, which was supposed to be 15 minutes. And then my reply was, Nicholas, the, the speech would normally be delivered by, Nico, by Mark O'Neill, that you see on your brochures, and that would be 15 minutes. And for those of you who know Mark, he's British and he's a lawyer. So he could easily do one hour, 15 minutes. So now Nicholas gave me a, a clock and they wrote already 12 minutes. So that's his efficiency. So, it's okay. <laughs> now, as far as ship management, we have been listening this morning the, the nice speech of uh, Adrian, where he said that um, the market developed 5%, 10%, 20% up or down, and that was reflected in millions of dollars in terms of um, uh, value for the ships, which is obviously very interesting for the bankers, the owners, and so on. And unfortunately, my role is to say, how will the owner save $100 a day or $300 a day? So I, I recognize this is not so interesting. But what is really ship management? Ship management is about the people working on board the ships, and making sure that the assets that people are investing into and the cargo that is being transported, which worth millions and millions of dollars, as you all very well know, is in good hands. It's about managing the ships properly, correctly, and optimizing the transportation from point one to point uh, two. So what do you really expect from a ship manager? So the idea is to go through existing models for the third party managers, which are at present, to mention slightly um, or a little bit on the key of, uh, to success, to discuss about the new approach which is necessary in ship management, how we drive optimization through digitalization, economies of scale, procurement and compatibility with vertical markets. So what are the existing models of third-party management? A third-party manager is either too small, too expensive, with very restricted services. If, somebody is, if you have a ship management company that is managing 20 ships or 15 ships, nowadays it's actually very, it's a very small fleet. It's very difficult to manage the ships properly with, uh, if you manage a very small number of ships because you cannot cope with regulation. And then you have the two large commoditized ship managers where they focus on the services they provide, name it procurement or um, uh, port agency or uh, IT services, and they aim typically for IPOs or 
um, uh, getting some private equity in so that they can expand their portfolio. Today, it's only 20% of the world's fleet is managed by third-party managers. And this shows clearly that the industries, the third-party management industry, there is quite a lot of room for expansion, but there is also a reason that it's only 20%. It's very small. And then I have transparency, transparency, and partnership transparency. And I have included that for a certain reason. Just to emphasize that transparency is the main problem that the industry had. By the way, it's a typo that is all the time transparency. So we have an issue with the, uh, the partnership way of dealing with the owners in the sense that the technical manager is considered that somebody that they get a management fee to run the ships and they have no interest whether the ship is doing well, whether the ship owner is financially healthy, and so on. So th these are the models that we have today. And what are the key factors for the future? You need to act like a big company, but think like a small company. You need to have the muscles to manage the ships properly, correctly, economically, but then you need to be thinking like a small company so you can satisfy the needs for the individual one vessel client. You need to continuously develop your crew. We have to train the crew nonstop. And I can tell you that the role of getting a young, uneducated person to become a captain in 10 to 15 years is a major challenge, and it works. And how does this work? It works because people need to go through trainings, development, improvement, and enhancement on their skills as we move forward. The message is that manage, ship management companies need to have a very relevant product to what the client wants, and it needs to be a very strong message. You need to emphasize on economies of scale, in procurement and, on, and not only, training and so on. You need to have with your clients a true partnership of your interests. It can't be that the management company is doing well because the management company has 200 ships under management, but then your client, the ship owner, is losing money because of the bad markets and so on. So you need to have a partnership with your clients it needs to be transparent. You know, sometimes we are asked by owners to manage the ships with $200 a day. How can physically a management company survive if the client is asking to pay $200 a day for managing a tanker? I must say this is very common also in Asia. Not so much in Europe, but especially in Asia. What does this mean? It means that the manager needs to find other ways of earning money, which eventually is also a cost of the owner. So the idea is, how do you actually be transparent? How do you make sure that the, the cost of optimizing the operations is, is correct for the owner? 
then you need a personalized service. I have been asked a couple of times already during uh, today and yesterday, what's your idea about 2020? And actually, each client, each ship needs to be treated differently. So the service that is being provided to a client needs to be personalized. And it has to be comprehensive, obviously. Of course, moving into the future, and I have listened to the panel earlier on, um, uh, on cybersecurity and so on, digitalization is an issue. So it's not just the digital way of doing it, but how do you actually optimize your operation through digitalization? So what's the approach? You need to adopt on all the key areas that they have been mentioned earlier. You have to be capable to offer a variety of personalized relationships, not really as a third party manager, but a second party manager. The relationship between the management company and the owner needs to be very close. And you need to be able to offer a wide range of services so that each client can select the services they, uh, which fit for them the most. We're now creating an optimization control room, which is, uh, which is a service that will be offered 24-7 to the clients, whereby the ship's performance, positioning, and so on will be monitored by a special uh, group of captains that uh, they will be receiving all the information, the data from the ship in an electronic format on their screens and they will be analyzing performance and so on. So the, the, so the situation is that is not receiving the information, is how do you make sure that the performance is measured against predefined consumption and, and, and other performance measurements. And then it goes all the way along, and I'm, I'm running beyond my time, so I'm going to be very quick, uh, Nicolas, on performance, procurement, maintenance, crew optimization, commercial, you need to provide options and replicate all the services to a client. Very quickly, it's not about the data to be provided electronically. It's actually what do you do with the data which is there. So the data needs to be analyzed and properly evaluated. So it's, it's no longer an issue of having, um, let's say, a paperless office. That was 10 years ago. What we are moving now is a lot of people talk for um, crewless uh, ships. Some people say it will happen, some people say it will not happen. But the idea is that you actually take advantage of the data which has been provided and through perhaps logarithms or blockchain, you create a product which is interesting for the client. Then you need to take advantage of your economies of scale. You need to have a very big size so that you can do your training cheaper, you can purchase your equipment cheaper, you can have port agency agreements uh, uh, with all your subcontractors and so on. And this goes and applies to all categories, name it IT, training, insurance, claims, procurement, and you need to be able to provide a platform of services so each client can select 
the services which, uh, which fit for them. Of obviously, what has been mentioned on the economies of scale, the benefits will always have to go back to the client. You need to think big and act small. So what we have done, we have done recently something which is pioneering in the ship management industry. We have teamed up with one of our main competitors, BSM. I have, I'm looking there, my, fr my friend and uh, colleague, George Vasiliadis, and uh, Clara from BSM. We teamed up with our competitors so that we together purchase much bigger volumes because eventually you need a very big size to be able to, to purchase cheaper. So we have in total about 1,000 ships that we purchase Luboil for, for example. So if there is anybody who will say that, no, with my 20 or my 30 ships, I will purchase cheaper than you, I must say that they are wrong. So the way of doing it, we will be able to have a very transparent model whereby the clients know exactly what the purchasing price is. And if there are any volume-based discounts and incentives, the clients will be able to profit out of it. So we expect out of this platform to be able to save 50 to $100 per ship per day. And this service will, will be offered jointly by BSM and, and Columbia to the clients. Lastly, you need to be compatible with vertical markets. We, uh, we know that it's not any longer just transporting cargo from place A to place B. It has to be a service which is for everybody attractive. And going to the last point on the list, the Alibabas and the Amazons of the future will not want to manage the steel, but they will want to own and shorten distance between the seller and the buyer and remove any market uncertainty. And this is where the ship management needs to be in a few years. Thank you for listening. Thank you. That was very interesting, actually. Thank you very much.